Hello and welcome to Connectivity 230. I'm your host, Nicholas Bray, and today I'm joined by Neil Ronahan. Hey, um, wow, 2.30? That's a, 2.30. That's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of episodes. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we have John Redden. Hello. And Andy Gergen. Hello. Right, so I've gathered everyone here today to talk about the Super Nintendo Classic Edition, along with uh, John. What else are we going to talk about? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, uh, Star Fox. We're going to talk about Star Fox. Yeah. I can't hold it in. Star Fox 2. Yeah, no, we're not just going to talk about Star Fox, because just talking <laughs> about Star Fox feels like baby talk. But Star Fox 2, <laughs> that's the realness. Don't you ever refer to anything about Star Fox in any negative way again, Neil. I will stab um, you. I will refer to I will refer negatively to Star Fox Adventures until the day I die. I'm Buh. sorry. Buh. But honestly, like everything else, like the worst I can say is like maybe there are parts of it that are bad. I think I pretty much have some enjoyment level with every other Star Fox except for Adventures. It looks really good. It has okay, good yeah, graphics. The fur is nice. Yeah. The fur is really nice. Yeah. But then they do that fake out where like that they they do the thing that that you should never do in a game where you're like we've been building up this enemy for the entire game and before you can fight him they just kill him. Plot twist. Sorry, Neil. sorry spoilers. That's that's for, a plot twist. Spoiler Avengers. alert. Did did you guys know that Andros shows up at the end? Sorry, sorry, sorry. You don't need to play it now. I saved you all well, like twenty five hours. Hate to tell you this, but I didn't need to play it before that. <laughs> <laughs> I played it for cube fight and that was enough. Yeah. So, um, going back to the Super Nintendo for a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it was long rumored that Nintendo was going to do a Super Nintendo Mini or Classic Edition. And they, they finally announced it what, a few days ago or last week. I can't even remember. Monday. Now. Monday. Monday. Yep. Um, you know, kind of sooner than I thought they like might. I was, I was expecting maybe an announcement like in July, late July or early August or something. Which but, is, um, I think... I think that's when the NES Classic. Yeah, out. that's sort but, of when that one dropped. Yeah, but also, uh, I, well, it's it follows in the long line of traditions of Nintendo having E3 and then like announcing something major like two weeks after it. Like they did that, I think, with the 3DS XL um, mm. back in like 2012 or whatever. Uh, but also, I could see this being announced a little earlier because it's coming out a month and a half earlier than the NES Classic. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. It's coming out September 30th. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, 20... I, I mean, I think it's, like, different and different regions. Like, yeah, I think, I think it's the 29th for you guys. Yeah, it's 20, I think yeah. the 29th is the earliest date that it's coming out. I, I think I know it's coming out in Japan, like, a few days later. I know the Japan release date's in October. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really excited for this thing. I'm really, really excited for it, even if it's going to be probably hard to find. But we'll talk more about that soon. <laughs> I don't know, they said they've ramped up production compared to the NES Classic, which was, like, woefully sort of underproduced but you could, you could, uh, for its entire existence, really. You could ramp up production um, a long way before you would be easy to find compared to the NES Classic. Yeah. Mm. Nintendo I, I says mean, lots of things. Well, I saw someone say France is getting, like, 160,000 units, uh, and they got, like, 80,000 of the NES Classic. I and I think, and I think they had, or at least... The I, I mean there was that like that that thing circulating around. Mm. I mean we don't know the veracity of that yeah. France thing, but yeah they were saying one hundred sixty thousand uh, Super NES classics at launch, 
And I think the numbers were something around like sub 100,000 for the NES Classic at launch. And for Switch at launch, they only had like 110,000. So mm. that's a lot more Super NES Classic than I think that. I mean, that's, it, it seems like it might be double the amount that yeah. was available for the NES Classic on day one, which from what the buzz on this thing is and after what happened with the NES Classic, that's probably not enough. No, not yeah. enough. No, not by a long shot. I, I firmly believe they could have sold more than three times the number of NES classics that they sold. They but I still also, could. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, like yeah they, they could. still could. I mean, that's... Absolutely. that's it's, it's like, there's a lot of stuff with the, the NES classic and the Super NES classic that we just don't know. Because like we're not we're not manufacturing these things, we don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. Like what we what we do know is that Nintendo is an outrageously conservative company to a fault. Uh, so, I I mean like I've I've tried to figure out what the hell happened with the NES Classic, and they got caught with their pants down. They did not think it would be as successful as it as it turned out to be, and it, it wasn't as easy as just like all right, we're gonna turn this to three times the amount. And we're going to make them all like they had. I mean, they were working on making the switch at the same time. And there's a limit to how much manufacturing capacity that they can have. And if they take on too much, then they will have all this excess manufacturing capacity that after the NES classic fad dies down, they're going to be stuck with all this excess stuff. And once, you know, demand and supply finally meet in the middle, then you're going to be stuck with all these extra NES classics just sitting on a shelf not being able to add any game sales on top of that like you can with a 3DS or a Wii U or a Switch, and it'll, they'll just sit there and die and drop in price and lose money. I have, I have a real hard time with, well, I have a real hard time with a lot of things that happen with the NES Classic, but one of the things that really drives me nuts, and, and they did make some motion to get ahead of this for the Super NES Classic was... If, if you have a product that's getting the buzz and the hype that the NES Classic did, but you have always intended for it to be a limited edition product, you should put that on the package. You should put, yes. it, put that in the press release. You should say something so that people understand that there is a definitive and, and rapidly approaching end date to their chances to get this product. I really wanted them to say limited edition in the Super NES Classic press release or even put it on the box. And they didn't. They only clarified it when asked by a major publication. They I didn't which one. even clarify that yeah, to IGN like retailers the... or anything. Like, like nobody. Yeah. Like retailer. I mean, we were like, yeah, we'll get more. And then I guess no. I mean, it was. Well, I feel bad. Um, so there were there were a lot of those companies that had like the third party controllers for it. Um, and other we... accessories. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah they yeah, they, they still sell carrying cases at Target. Mm. So so I have. I mean, I can. I'll talk about it because the review did go up um of like i think it was my arcade was the company but i got it the controller was not great but i got that back i think it was like december was when i got the cod like the copy of the controller and i was like you know what i i don't see the value in writing a review right now because no one can buy these damn things like i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait to post this review until like they're easier to find <laughs> didn't post the review until like March, um, and then like like and I and I felt bad, but it was just like I I didn't see the value in posting posting a review for something that like nobody could even find. Yeah. Um. So uh, I finally posted that review, and then like two weeks later, they announced that they weren't going to make anymore after a certain point, 
And then I heard back from that company basically being like, so we got all these controllers. Do you guys want to do a giveaway to get rid of them? And I'm like, I don't even know if I see the value of that because what are these people going to do with these controllers? Yeah. Well, you can play Wii games with them, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you can go back to your old system that that Nintendo just old yellered. Yeah, I just feel like if it's a limited edition product, you should be upfront about that. Yes. And I'm glad that there was I'm glad that they've said so much cuz honestly, I feel like when they when they came out and said that they never intended for the NES Classic to be a long-term product, the cancellation makes more sense. They they probably had contracts in place for manufacturing to a certain number of months. Yeah. And and then the reception surprised them and they extended that uh that contract. But I I think when you look at it under the lens of, oh, well, they were only going to make X and they ended up making twice as many as X, then it almost looks like they come off as being generous because they gave far more people the chance to get one than they had in- initially intended. The, the problem is that there, they never communicated that there was any, and there was never going to be a, a, a definitive end date to the pub marketing of this thing, to the, 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 the production of this thing. And I think, that's that after all of this that's what rubs me the wrong way about the NES classic and I'm glad to see them get in, get in front of that a little bit on the Super NES classic. I still wish they would revisit the notion that it's a limited product. I still think it's absurd that they're going to make this thing so hard to find and they that, once again they could make twice as many as they made last time. I'm still never going to be able to walk into Target and find it and I re- I still refuse to buy one until I can walk into Target and just come across them. I don't need to play these games again that badly. I would love to have the thing. It's a beautiful piece of tech um, and a fun way to play those games again. But I don't need one bad enough to wait in line. I don't need one that bad. I will buy one when it is convenient to buy one. And if it's never convenient to buy, convenient to buy one, I, I, I can't be bothered with it, honestly. Also, I have to presume that they're going to put out Star Fox 2 on Switch at some point. They better. I... See, there's some weird wording with how they've been uh, kind of, I guess, pitching the Super NES Classic is that technically Star Fox 2 is an unlockable secret game. It's not like they they refer to it. it, There are 20 plus one. That's so Uh, weird saying that. Yeah. uh, Just say 21. (laughs) Yeah. But but I think like that wording is pretty consistent across everything they've said about this, that it's 20 games plus plus a bonus game. Yeah. So that does raise... That does raise a little bit of a concern to me that I don't know how easy it will be to see Star Fox 2 be released on its own if they're kind of going out of their way to present it as, like, a bonus thing in the Super NES Classic as opposed to just saying it's it's a game on this thing. Maybe it's just to draw well, some here's extra what I- attention to it. That, I mean, maybe that's stupid, but I don't know. Yeah. I think it's probably just because, um, like, it's never been released before. So it's like, instead of just throwing it in with all the rest, make this one slightly more special. So you have to actually you have to earn it, it. So you know that it's special. Because you don't, you don't well. deserve Star Fox 2, Neil. You got to work for Star <laughs> you Fox 2. Yeah. Yeah, you Star need to beat that first the, level. Yeah, you need to beat that first level. The human race has Star been Fox working for there. 22 years to earn the right to play Star Fox 2. And we just like, barely I'm, got there. Okay, okay. Can we, can we just... Before we get back to, like, criticizing Nintendo and how they're handling all this stuff, like, how amazing is it that Star Fox 2 sat on a shelf for 22 years? Like, we had, like, the weird alpha versions to play through, but, like, there is a finished version of this game that was ready for release, finished, mastered, tested, like... 
there was, and, and we're gonna play that game twenty two years after it came out. Some, like seeing, there's probably some guy sitting around going, "Okay, you know what? As soon as that patent expires on that effects chip, we're selling this thing. We put too much." But that's money also into that's it. what happened. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, the patent. Yeah, like the, the patent went up on the on the effects chip, yeah, and that's why this stuff. That's for the original Star Fox, for Yoshi's Island, and all the Yoshi's other effects Island. games. Um, they can all be released now, which is awesome. Because I think. I saw some, like, I think it was uh, some outlet got Nintendo to respond about, like, why why Star Fox and Yoshi's Island now? And they're like, oh, we figured out the emulation. And I have a feeling figuring out the emulation That's was bullshit. like, now we don't need to pay royalties. Yeah. No, it's... <laughs> I was... I, I don't know. I was reading stuff. There's, like, only, like, one emulator, Super Nintendo emulator out there that actually, like, gets the timing right for the Super FX games. Um, like, 100% right. So maybe, like... There was I mean, weird quirks that they couldn't, they didn't want to put it it's out. It's hard, know. but like, that's, okay, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but emulators are made by hobbyists, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I... Are, are, are Nintendo not that good with their own systems? And I have <laughs> multiple emulators that I can get like, at least like 99% accurate on Star Fox. Like, yeah, it's, that's, they, they have It's not much of an excuse, they I'm just saying like... Yeah, you know. no, it's, I think it's, you know, the, the rights to the effects chip weren't Nintendo's, they were Argonauts. Yeah. And then yeah. when Argonaut folded, those rights disappeared into the vast nothingness of buyouts and whatnot. And Nintendo oh, did they, didn't did spend... Did they go to the... Jez San at all? What's that? The the dude at Argonaut who, like, got real mad at Nintendo because Croc was, like, a... Or like, Yoshi was a Croc ripoff or something. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making the... I, I need to look up this dude's name to make Isn't sure. Isn't there a, yeah, the story going around was like, Argonaut were working on this 3D Yoshi game, and then Miyamoto saw it and was like, hmm, this looks like a good yeah, idea yeah, for Je- Mario. Jez, Jez <laughs> San, um, he was at Argonaut. He was he was a founder of Argonaut. Uh, he worked on Star Glider and then Star Fox. And then, like, yeah, then, then Argonaut died. But he made, uh, oh, he's at, he's at Ninja Theory now, I think. That's that's interesting, um, but yeah, no, like he made like Croc or something like Quest for the Gobos or whatever the hell, and I think he claimed years later that it's like Nintendo stole ideas from me, which might have been mm-hmm. true, but like yeah, you know, I played that Croc game as a kid. It wasn't very good. No, but but they did make Buck Bumble, so like we're cool. All is not. forgiven. I don't mean any yeah. harm. Yeah, that. But you didn't make the theme song. I uh. I'll say this because I, I doubt that guy will ever hear it. I I found the composer for Buck Bumble and I emailed him like five years ago, and like was just like, oh, so like uh, like what, what was like the you know musical influences and everything on Buck Bumble? Like how'd you do it? Like how you used to work in games? How come you don't? And like he answered, and then I was just like, oh, like can I write an article about this? And he's like, no. No. He probably like went on <laughs> to my... write like beautiful grand operas, but all everybody yeah. knows him for is the theme song to Buck Bumble. I mean, but the theme song for Buck Bumble is like that's like winning an MVP when you're twenty three. Like Oh, it's the pinnacle of human real. achievement, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably it's 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 the best um best music in a video game since the battle mode Battletoads pause screen. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Stop talking. I'm sorry. Yeah, what are what are we talking about? <laughs> so g- going back to a little bit, we'll finish up the talk about sort of the production issues with these classic machines. Like, like Andy was saying, he's waiting to just be able to walk into a shop and buy it. Like, 
that's the target audience these things should be aimed at. Like people that do not know these things exist until they just sort of walk past one in the store. Um, like these things are meant to be like a nostalgia play, but like all the people that are only the people that are buying them are people like us, which you know don't really need them anyway. Like collectors I mean, are buying them, like, and I can speak from from like anecdotally that like I do know people that are like you know like parents in their forties who yeah. found an NES classic. I mean, because I I think I think you know we as you know the amiibo hunting fools that we are. We think that we're the only people that do stuff like that, but like parents have been dealing with Christmas for time immemorial since commercialism mm-hmm. rose to power. Uh, they know how to like call stores and find out when shipments are coming in. Like I know, I know a couple people from from my day job that like you know, you know, like a mom in her forties who you know went to Target right when it opened and got an NES Classic for her kids for for Christmas and. I've talked to her many a times about how it's like, oh, we got really stuck in Zelda 2. And I'm like, why are you playing Zelda 2? <laughs> there are a lot of other good games on that system. Hey. I like Zelda 2. <laughs> we need we need our Zelda 2 remake. Uh, now that, yes, now that Metroid do. 2 is happening, we need the Zelda 2 remake. Put Grezzo on it. <laughs> it's the final Horcrux. <laughs> yeah. then, then, then they can release uh, more copies of the NES Classic when that happens. That's that's how they'll unlock the full power. Neil, you and I have talked quite a bit um, <laughs> offline about how it seems like they may not even be doing a virtual console on Switch at this point. And I, I've, I've put a lot of thought into sort of how they seem to be rethinking how they monetize their classic games um, with these classic editions. And uh, it makes it really makes me wonder, like, what the future is for being able to, like, I honestly at this point am convinced Virtual Console on Switch is not going to happen. I don't know that that's 100% true, but that's sort of what that's what I believe right now. That's what I'm leaning towards. Um, so if this is a limited edition product and it's done at the end of the year, unless they decide to keep going until April again. Um, do you guys think that this this product and and the NES Classic as a product? Do you think that says anything about Virtual Console and Nintendo's approach to selling old games? Do you think they're going to? Do you think that they're rethinking this, or is or is Virtual Console just a delay because they haven't figured out the emulation on Switch or some other weird thing? What What do you guys think about that? One hundred percent, they're rethinking it. I think that Virtual Console. I think that Virtual Console started off really, really well, um, and I have I have talked to people who like have worked at Nintendo about the the process of so I mean if we we go back to you know 10 10 plus years ago when virtual console launched which holy yeah wow yeah it's been we're almost 11 years into the launch of virtual console we virtual found out about virtual console right 11 years ago um but uh when virtual console launched I think it was a it was a huge success and that kind of built because we had those Game Boy Advance NES Classics game that I think sold better than they expected so then there was a virtual console service on Wii that did well, you know, had that wide variety of systems, lots of games, constant, like, couple games a week, every week. Like, that was that was a highlight of my week, was seeing what virtual console games were coming out that week. Because it would always, it would either be, like, a Nintendo Classic, some Turbo Graphics game that I never heard of that was actually pretty good. Like, Genesis games, N64, Super Nintendo, like, it was, it was a wonderland. I mean, do you guys uh, remember at, when they first demoed the Virtual Console on stage at E3? 
it was magic. Like, yeah, they they pulled out their new system, and after they were done playing tennis or whatever, they started playing Mario sixty four, and I so cool. I lost my mind. Like that was such an amazing. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like a novel concept or anything, but the idea that they're going to be selling their back catalog on their new console was was incredible. Um, but I mean, clearly their dedication to supporting that over the years and anchoring it to a service they conceived of in 2006 or probably before then even. Um, yeah, it just feels like the fact that they're still selling virtual console games on Wii U is almost, it's, it just feels like an afterthought at this point. Yeah. I mean, so with, uh, so virtual console had a year and a half in the sun and then WiiWare came out. And from what I've heard, a lot of the logic internally at Nintendo was, oh, now that there's original games on the download store, no one's going to care about Virtual Console. And if you'll recall from 2008 when WiiWare debuted, uh, I know, like, I think, I, I mean, it was probably a very small crowd, but I remember being very vocal and mad about this. But, like, people were like, what the hell? Like, Virtual Console isn't getting the focus anymore. Like, yeah, okay, like... Like, My Life as a King is pretty cool and all, and, like, World of Goo is great, but, like, you know, give me more virtual console games. Mm-hmm. And from what I heard, Nintendo was taken aback at the response to that. They didn't really understand, like, people... There were new games to play. You didn't have to play the old ones anymore. And, uh, I mean, the, the the lines were already in place for virtual console to keep on getting more things. The, the, you know, the systems were emulated on it. It kept on happening, but you kept on seeing these kind of like half starts with virtual console where they would announce virtual console arcade at like GDC and then it would kind of just disappear into the ether after like four games came out on it. And it was like all Bandai Namco games and not Donkey Kong for some, for some, for some asinine reason. But then, then that, that was, that was virtual console on Wii where it was a success that they then downplayed and then didn't know what to do with it. And then on 3DS, um, I mean, they did a lot of good stuff with Game Boy, and I think that was kind of the beginning of the end, because I think a lot of the reason, outside of the fact that I think you realize that maybe there weren't as many good Game Boy games to put on the Virtual Console, uh, I mean, they, they there are tons on there, and it's a great resource if you ever want to dig up an old Game Boy game. Like, they have a wide breadth of games you've heard of and games you've never heard of. Like, Avenging Spirit's pretty cool. Um, but, uh... I don't think 3DS Virtual Console did quite as well, except for the Pokemon stuff. And I think the same thing happened with Wii U Virtual Console, where, you know, they added DS, they added Game Boy Advance, and I mean, that could be argued that that failed because the Wii U failed, but I don't think that was as strong of a seller. So when they were prepping the Switch, I think Virtual Console was something that they were kind of planning for, but it wasn't a priority, which I I think that regardless of whatever happened with the NES Classic, we probably wouldn't have seen Virtual Console at launch on Switch. Because they did mention it. They mentioned it by name at that January event. And I think there was a press release when they announced like Shovel Knight and Fast RMX were coming out on on the Switch eShop on day one. That they said like, oh, we're going to talk more about Virtual Console later. That was the last time they've ever mentioned the name Virtual Console in any official capacity on Switch. And I think that that's a lot in response to the NES Classic. Because they've been kind of floundering with what the hell to do with all these retro games. People don't really seem to be caring about them on Wii U and 3DS like they did early on in the Wii. What can we do to do that? And it turns out that it was it was, it was was called making the NES Classic. Because the NES Classic caught them completely by surprise. Now they have the Super NES Classic that hopefully they're not going to fall on their face about. But I think that's kind of unavoidable even if they make like a bajillion units day one. Uh, and now we might have like the, the 
uh, quote unquote NES flicks when they have their online service, and mm. and I have such know, low expectations for that classic. Oh game my god! Selection. Like I'm I'm kind like people are all excited for it, but I I have faith in Nintendo to do a lot of things. Um, making like the Netflix for retro games work. That is not one of them. I have such little faith in them doing that right. Like Sony had fucking Gaikai to to do that, and and I just PlayStation don't think now was still they, a wreck when it first came out. I don't think they're willing to value their games low enough to give you more than about five for twenty dollars a year. Yeah, because if they're, it did, gonna, if it was on yeah. the, if it wasn't the scale of Netflix, where it was basically just like, okay, maybe on some sort of rotating basis, or even like Xbox Game Pass. Like I, I I've, I've been waiting to use my free trial of that but like i love the idea of xbox game pass and i think it's i think it's a really cool idea and and i i have like a 14 day free trial that i'm going to use at some point just because i want to test it out there's just there are not there are not as many xbox one games that would necessitate me having a monthly subscription to be able to play a wide variety of them i could just buy halo 5 if i really wanted to play halo 5 at this point um but like i just i don't have faith in them to do that and i really Maybe maybe I'm an idiot because I just want to rebuy games that I've already bought before. But all I want to do on my Switch is be able to like play Super Metroid on it. Like, like I I've been having this downtime with my Switch, and I just think about like how great would it be if I could just like play Super Mario World right now. But, yeah, but okay, I that's mean... that's my that's my big my 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 over of of what I think happened with virtual console and why they are shying away from it. It's because it kind of faded away. And then they found this new thing that was doing very well. I, I, I really wonder what comes after super NES classic. I wonder if there's going to be another line of classic devices, like a round two for NES classic or, or a round two for super NES classic, or like I've, I've, thought about the idea of them selling um, Super NES uh, skinned Joy-Cons that come with a cartridge that has all 21 games on it, sort of as a replacement or a follow-up to the Super NES Classic. Um, they could charge 80 bucks for that, and I think that would sell very well, probably. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I like I, I don't really believe they're going to do a virtual console. And, and if they do a virtual console, I fully expect it's going to be kind of like the Wii U one, but with fewer games. Which is to say, kind of like the Wii one, but with substantially fewer games. I think a Switch virtual console could do well if they... Because like, it's important to note with the Wii U virtual console that like the emulation on Wii U was bad. Like, And I think, yeah, like for horrible. me... like. I bought a lot of virtual console games when they first came out on Wii U, and then as I saw that emulation more and more, I just kind of said, you know what, I'll just stick with the Wii versions of these games that I already have, because they run better and they look better. So, like, yeah. I think there's there's an argument to be made that if, if they can up the quality, I mean, that's the other thing about, like, the NES Classic and presumably the SNES Classic is, you know, that... that NES Classic has really good emulation. Like, those games look beautiful on it. And so I think that there's a potential for I could see like the the emulation and the games that are on the NES Classic and the SNES Classic being essentially the start of their library for their classic game thing that they do for the subscription. And that would be that for me would work um, if they can just kind of port that emulator to the switch that I think could work. 
I think they might also just, you know, be waiting until they launch the online service and launch those, like, you know, NES Super Nintendo games that are going to be online enabled and stuff. Like, those those may just pass into, you know, being sold separately after a little while. Um, they just add more games to that as well, so... Yeah, like, I mean, I... I I expressed this concern when they announced the delay to, or when they detailed Nintendo Switch Online and said BT Dubs is not coming out until 2018. Uh, I I expressed this concern back then that I was like, okay, so Virtual Console isn't coming until 2018. Uh, and then I I kind of I I barked up some trees to kind of figure out like, okay, what the hell is going on? And that's when I heard with pretty good authority that there was a Super NES Classic on route. And that was also probably part of the reason why we wouldn't see any virtual console on Switch, because the retro gaming focus is going to be on the little mini Super Nintendo and not putting those games on your Switch. But if that's going to be where their focus is, they need to make those systems. <laughs> like, they need to make them available. Yeah. Like, you can't, and, you can't yeah. have, you can't be like, oh, I guess, like, this is going to be where we put our retro games and then not let people buy them. Like, that's. And, and that that's, makes, I. Ugh. I, I think I think we can all be super negative and cynical about it because the NES Classic was handled so terribly. Uh, but right now, I mean, like, Nintendo was saying the right things and the leaks from retailers about how many copies will be out in the wild. Like, I, I, ha- I, think, that, I think that September and October are going to be an absolute disaster because even if you had a million units on day one, you're still going to have scalpers out there you're gonna have people who are neurotic that they're not gonna be able to find one like like september 29th is a day that i don't want to be at any retail store that sells video games because it's just gonna be a lot of angry people like sorry john yeah. i know you work at a game yeah. store that day's gonna be terrible <laughs> oh yeah just just get get prepped yeah like fortunately you'll be able to be playing a new metroid game at that point so just like hold that close and get ready for hell yeah because people are gonna be mad and they're gonna want a, a little mini super nintendo to put in their to, to, to play for two weeks and then never touch again um but but i but i th- i i think that i think that by november or december it might not be your your vision of walking into a target andy and, and being able to just like find one on the ground um but i think that if you put any kind of effort into it minimal effort you will be able to get a super nes classic in november or december like if, yeah, not- if you just if you order one you probably get one yeah. a few weeks later well, or something if they can handle it about i mean like the switch is not impossible to get by any means i mean it, it's the odds of walking into a store and seeing it aren't great but i mean stores generally get shipments of that system every two weeks or so like it's yeah if you stick it you just out need to call a store right it's you just need to call easy. a store and be like yo when you, when you get in the switches like that's what i've had people in the past couple weeks be looking for switches and i'm just like i don't know like call stores and Everybody around the or like everybody who has been like, oh, I want a switch. Within like a week or two, they have a switch. Right. Well, I mean, there are stores. There are stores like ours. Where, like you can reserve one. You know, just ask. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty easy. I'm a member of a local Facebook group for my for my state, uh, Nebraska Nintendo, and I am constantly seeing them post local stores that have switches in stock. If you really wanted one, you can get one. In fact. One of the things that's crossed my mind as I've as I've seen these things come in stock and, and be sold out uh, is this is what it looks like when they're trying. Yes. I don't think they tried with the NES Classic. They had a number of units in mind, and they never deviated from it. They weren't creating false scarcity, but they refused to pivot when demand was clearly not what they anticipated. That's the way, that's the way I, I see it. 
Um, and but, I think their hands, I think their hands might have been tied because, yeah, uh, at the same time that the NES Classic came out and immediately sold out, the 3DS was basically sold out because of the effects of Pokemon Go, and yeah. they were in the process of making, you know, like getting ready to produce a brand new video game console. But and, I mean, and, what I will say is and, that in the like, grand scheme it, of that, I think I would prioritize the 3DS and the Switch over the NES Classic every day of the week. I don't know that I agree with that because the NES Classic had more buzz than the 3DS did. But you can sell games to people on the 3DS and the Switch. With the NES Classic, it is a one-time purchase and and maybe a controller. But if we're talking about things that are hard to find, those controllers were I've borderline impossible I've still never seen one find. of those controllers. Yeah, I've never Ever. seen I even I, I went out I went out the day it came out to try to get one and could not find one anywhere. I manage, like, I manage a game I mean, store I, and I've never seen one. That's <laughs> insane. I've got one in the book still. But, you but, monster. But, but Buzz or not, like the thing with the NES Classic is that there's no add-ons to it. It's a one-time purchase, and Nintendo is a company that operates in attach rates. Um, but and it's like, marketing you know, get- too, though. I mean, it's it, it's a product that directly puts them in 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 minds that have not thought about Nintendo for a very long time. It is an outreach program to people who played NES and then moved on to something else, either a different brand of video games or stopped playing video games entirely. It is, on that note, it is, it, it's still successful, though. Not if they can't buy it. Then then they're just pissed, and but they, and they but forget about everybody's it. Everybody's talking about, like, yeah, I, I saw across the board when the Super NES Classic, like, was announced, like, like every site reporting it, like, those articles were the top trending articles on those sites. Like, people gave a crap about the Super NES Classic, even after all the garbage with the NES Classic. Like, the the buzz and hype is there, even if it was... Because it's a good product, and people want to give them money for the thing that they are making. I mean... They need to let them give their job is to Their job is to make things for people to buy, not to... uh, Sorry, I'm getting... um, mad already <laughs> uh, oh, no, no like, but like, like okay for for as cynical as i was when the nes classic did its thing and i wrote that editorial and i got a great some, editorial by the way watch, i got some angry the, comments the on my video. youtube version of it yeah. yeah um i stand by what i wrote i i've calmed down about it but i will say that like i'm actually pretty optimistic about the super nes classic they've clearly made some changes uh first of all they've raised the price twenty dollars by including the second controller, and that's two good things because one, it reduces the manufacturing uh, demands on them. They don't have to manufacture a controller separately and sell them separately. Um, and two, raising the price from sixty to sixty to eighty reduces that like impulse purchase for people who don't really want it as bad as everyone else. Yeah. It um, could be a little bit more of a you know, or at least I mean, you have it, to really want it this time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 weird to be like oh like raise the price and make it harder for people to get, but in this case that's that's a good idea. They're gonna have it on the market months before Christmas. Yes. They're selling substantially more than more than them more than they made before, yeah. and they've come out ahead of time and said this is a limited time thing. FYI, so I mean they've made multiple decisions already at this point that give me hope. Also. I mean, I, I don't think the nostalgia factor is as strong for Super NES as it is for NES. I think it is. I think it's strong, but I don't think it's as strong. But I, but I would also, I would argue that the Super NES lineup is. Uh, I, I mean, like, and I, and I know to you, Andy, this is going to be a grave offense because you, you know, you you defend Metroid and Zelda Two and the original Castlevania and stuff. And I'm not saying that those games are bad. I'm just saying that the Super Nintendo Classic lineup has a lot, a lot. A, a better lineup of deeper games. 
they are games that hold up more today. I will certainly yes, not argue yeah. with you yeah. about that. Well, they yeah, are objectively more, better games. They're more polished and like but I also think what you're saying is um I think the one of the reasons they may have added Star Fox 2 is because they might have been afraid that the nostalgia value isn't as high as the NES. So including something that has never been released before will push it over the edge to sort of bring it up to the same level as the NES one, um, hype-wise, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you said the magic words, so once again, let's take a moment. <laughs> Think about how great it is that a game that came out, that game that was made and finished 22 years ago, is coming out later this year. And I can't wait to play this game. It looks so cool. Go read some of the stuff that Dylan Cuthbert's saying. Like, it's so exciting. Um, go look at the picture of him and, like, the staff on the game. A mixture of, like, you know, you know, you, you know like, Q games and people who are still at Nintendo just, like, at a bar drinking to celebrate the launch of their game that they made 22 years ago. That stuff is so <laughs> it's, awesome. That's great. Oh, my gosh. See, it makes me so happy. It's really cool how like Star Fox Two is coming out, but like it's not like with uh, Earthbound Beginnings where we everyone had actually played the same ROM that they like eventually sold. With Star yeah. Fox Two, like they're saying like there's like seven to eight months of polish that the current builds that we have do not have. So it's you know going to be vastly different. Yeah, we um, we have an alpha. I mean that's there's a yeah, big difference yeah. between an alpha and a finished game. Yeah, like, I mean, one, one, uh, cause Cuthbert has been going around to different outlets. I think we kind of missed our window because I think he's, he's good. I mean, he's still a, an active game developer and now he's doing a lot of like interviews and stuff for, uh, I mean, I, I think it's not even with Nintendo's blessing all that. Well, I know that in the past, I like, I have tried to reach out to like talk to Dylan Cuthbert about like Xscape and stuff mm. like that. Um, and he's in like Star Fox and his experience with Nintendo, and he'd always kind of shoot it down because like you you'd have to go through Nintendo. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if when the news came out, he might have talked to someone at Nintendo, and they were like, "Oh yeah, go talk to people about it." Um, like you have our okay, uh, but but a lot of like digging into what Cuthbert said is that the the alpha that was floating around, yeah, it was. Uh, a year away from being finished, pretty much, and the final hurdle was going through uh, Mario Club QA testing and all that jazz, which is, that's that's not just testing, that's also a lot of, like, gameplay tuning and balancing. That's kind of, like, uh, like I mean, like, Breath of the Wild is probably a game that went through that, and I imagine that if you played Breath of the Wild last summer in a completed state, there were probably a lot of problems with that game that got ironed out over, you know, that last year of, of testing and tweaking and tuning. But Star Fox yep. 2, oh my god. When I wake up in the middle of the night, like, you know, I, I check Twitter sometimes when I can't get to sleep or whatever. I'm like, I was just so surprised seeing Star Fox 2, people talking about Star Fox 2. I was like, what's going on? Am I dreaming? <laughs> well, I had the, the day after, they, like on Tuesday morning, I woke up and I looked at the internet to make sure that Monday hadn't been a dream. Because it was just so... It's like, there's no way this is actually a thing that's happening. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah. And you were, like, the first person I thought about when... I was... I was, uh... It was very heartwarming to see when I got on Twitter afterwards. Because I was at work when they announced it, and my boss came running out of the back room, and he goes, John, they're releasing a Super Nintendo classic, and it has Star Fox 2. And I thought he was just <laughs> fucking with me. But, uh... But then I got on Twitter, and I had, like, three people tweeting at me, like, John, Star Fox 2 is happening. And I'm like, good, I've established myself on the internet well. These people know how yep. to take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> the Star yeah. Fox guy. So um, when we get the Super NES Classic in for review, uh, John, I expect to see you fly out. 
Uh, yeah, right. We'll, I expect uh, we'll you to fly the Super Nintendo to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll send it to you via our wing. Yeah, good, good. So that means it might it might take twenty two years to get to you. So why don't we talk a little bit more about the actual lineup of games? What do you guys yeah. What do you guys think about the games that are on there that are not Star Fox Two? Um, sorry, uh, I do not. <laughs> I have enjoy, opinions on I other do, games. I I do not enjoy not Act Razor. Yeah, like I'm. I, that's I think that's the the one game that I'm mad that isn't on it is is Act Razor because Act Razor is awesome. And that is a game that me, feels that feels very quintessentially like, Super NES. Yeah, like that is a that is a Super Nintendo ass Super Nintendo game. And I know like Chrono Trigger would have been real cool. That, that was gonna say that's like that are... game for me is Chrono Trigger. But but the thing with Chrono Trigger is that I think that like we have four RPGs already, and like what I have what I have died, like I'm not gonna kick Chrono Trigger out of out of bed for eating crackers or anything. Uh, but but with four RPGs like. I'm okay with no Chrono Trigger. Yeah, but one of them is Earthbound, be- and Earthbound sucks. <sighs> I mean, after all these years of people clamoring for Earthbound, you're though. not totally wrong. But Earthbound is a Earthbound is a very unique and distinct and like I I don't want to say innovative like like Earthbound is a <laughs> janky ass game that does a lot of cool things. It has very good writing. It is also it is also very yeah, quintessentially like- Super NES. Yeah, like, like I mean, I I can definitely hear a lot of arguments for Earthbound being a, a I like if you were if people were to play Earthbound and be like, well, that sucked. I'd be like, oh yeah, no, I know. But there's a lot to love in that game. It just you need to wade through some shit. I mean, it's also first party. They you yeah. don't have to pay Square True. more money, I guess, for Chrono Trigger. Though I, well. I'd even I'd rather have Chrono and, Trigger than Final Fantasy three, to be honest. But I mean, I, oh, I don't. You, oh, man. Like, I like, like that's I like that's, that Final that's Fantasy three. Be, that's picking between children, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that game's on there, but like, if I choice. had to pick, I would pick Chrono Trigger. I mean, I think Final Fantasy three is my favorite JRPG of all time at this point, even though I've never finished <laughs> it or any other JRPG. <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like on any on any list that I would ever make. If I like, I I don't know what my number one would be, but I can tell you that Final Fantasy three slash six and Chrono Trigger are like on the same level. Um, like those are both fantastic games, and really, yeah. it's a coin flip. Like I think it, if Chrono Trigger was in it and Final Fantasy three wasn't, I would have the same feelings that I have now, where I'm like, well, you know, I wish it was there, but Chrono Trigger's there, so that's cool. It just makes me sad that like think- Super Punch Out is on it. But Chrono Trigger. Oh, you like, shut I up, would, man. I, <laughs> Super Punch Out's great. I would just. There's... It's also. I mean, once again, that's that's the first party, third party. Yeah. No. I um, mean, it makes it makes total I think, sense. I, think it's I get why they do it. It's just. Bleh. I wish. I, had I think Chrono the breakdown Trigger. is like it's two thirds, two thirds first party, one third third party. I, I mean, don't remember the, what the NES Classic breakdown was. The but third I think party it was probably similar. stuff on this doesn't seem as like I don't know. It's weird to say, but it doesn't feel like there's as much of it as the NES one. Like, the impact doesn't seem to be as high for the third parties. Um, I don't know why I think that, though. I think I think the... I think the... Um, the Super Nintendo Classic... Uh, I don't think the third party lineup was as vibrant as the NES. Mm. Or, or the Super Nintendo. Like, I mean, I think... Because the NES, when that was out, they were, they were the complete top dog. Whereas, once you got to the Super Nintendo era, there was a lot more competition with, with Sega Genesis. 
I think the game that's missing that I would like, uh, even though I realize it's almost an impossibility because of licensing issues, is NBA Jam. Especially with that second controller, I think NBA Jam is a is a very good fit for it. And I mean, they were able to scrub the the names from Tech Mobile, but that's a different story with NBA Jam because the the names are a big part of it. I mean, you can't just have unnamed basketball also, players on NBA Jam also, and digitized photos. That version of Tech Mobile that was in the NES Classic was already made for a virtual console. Whereas yes, with NBA Jam, yes. you would have to make this version just for the the Super Nintendo Classic. And yep. I just I just looked at the list. Uh, so it, there, I believe there, it's either I think it's seven third party games in the Super Nintendo Classic. So a third of the lineup. There are. Uh, I I did a quick count. I might have been off by one or two. Um, about thirteen of the thirty games on the NES Classic are third party games. Mm. Uh, so a yeah. slightly higher uh, ratio. What do you think about having only like twenty one games on the Super Nintendo? Do you think they could have stretched thirty? I I don't have complaints. Like, of course, I mean, I I'm not complaining. Games, I mean, the lineups, but pretty, I think yeah, it's twenty one. Twenty one games, damn good games. I mean, yeah. yeah. But what do you think made them made the they made the decision to not do thirty? Like, they value Super NES games at eight dollars, oh, yeah. and they value <laughs> NES games at five dollars. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the NES Classics, um, you know, two dollars a game. This yeah. one is including Star Fox Two, like three seventy five a game or something. I guess no. you could, like you could, and you start... have the second controller here too, right? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, it's just a, it's a really good value, and, and I think I saw, I think I saw someone do the math of if you wanted to buy a Super Nintendo and all of the carts for the twenty one thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's basically, I think it's a little under a thousand dollars is is the estimate for how much it would cost to buy a system in all those games. And then you'd have to, if you wanted to get a comparable experience, you needed to buy a four hundred dollar upscaling unit. Yeah. yeah. Plus, you have <laughs> to you have to break into Nintendo and steal the ROM for Star Fox Two, and that would be a that that'd be a hassle. Yeah. I mean, that's I like mean, that, would, that would be a, a good time. and invent time travel for save states. Right. <laughs> yeah. Although, did they mention save states in this? I'd have to I imagine mean, it's going to be I, it's a given, I'm sure right? It does. I'd have to believe it's a given. Surely, we'll be looking if back they at they release this an, podcast emulating, and an emulator box without save states, then <laughs> then I reserve the right to become just as cynical all over again. <laughs> You know what? You know what game? It's I'm, okay. I'll never. I'll never own one. So you know what? There is. So we we're talking about games that you know we wish were on it. But one game that I didn't expect to be on it that is that I'm extremely excited about is Kirby's Dream Course because that game is wonderful. That game is really cool. And I, you know, I've never I mean, played a Kirby game on Super NES. Not not a one. Dude, I bought uh, three I mean, of them on Wii U Virtual Console. And I haven't played them yet. Yeah, like and I mean, and Kirby Superstar it. is a a great game as well. Um, the thing about me and the Super NES is that I didn't actually own one until after N64 had launched. I was a Genesis kid from, mm. I don't know, like 1990 to 1996, 97. Um, uh, by the time I, I bought I a Super too. NES, I was 17 <laughs> years old and on my way out of high school. Um, That was, I guess I, I would have been slightly younger than you when I bought my, my Super Nintendo. I think I, I think I bought my Super Nintendo when I was in high school in like 2003. Yeah, I didn't play Super Nintendo games until the early 2000s, and that was mostly via emulators and stuff as well. That's Whoa. actually, I mean, I was kind of in the same boat as well. I did play a lot of, well, I had, like, friends who had Super Nintendo games, because I, I had one buddy who we played Super Mario RPG 
basically just like keep on playing it and then finish it and then start it over again. And that's mm. why I love that game. No wonder you guys. Uh, but I, I did play a lot of games in emulators. No wonder you guys say this system doesn't have as much nostalgia for you. I was going to say, I, I mean, I was born in 1992 and this was like my childhood system. So, I mean, for me, this like this release has way more nostalgic value than the NES Classic did. I think there's a lot of people that it will. I think objectively, there are probably more people who started playing video games with NES just because sure. it was kind of the first, the first thing like it. Yeah. But no, I think I think I mean you're you're about the right age. I mean, um, for me, I you know I got an NES when I was six. And I played it nonstop until I got a Genesis when I was about 13. So that thing hit me at the at probably about the same age that the Super NES hit you. Um, yeah. I love the Super NES. I think it's a great platform, but I don't have that nostalgic attachment to it that a lot of people do. But what I do have some nostalgic attachment to was seeing Super Mario World on demo stations in stores in like the early 90s. That game, I didn't, I didn't own that game for years to come after that. So my... The first six years for me of Super Mario World were all just me being amazed that that game even like could could be possible and looked as good as it did. That game still today feels when I play that game or look at that game, I see that like I think about that demo station, that same feeling I got when I looked at that game for the first time and thought that's impossible. That game looks too good to be real. I still feel I mean, that really, when I look at that game. It I mean, looks the lineup beautiful. is the lineup is filled with games that I think if I were to make like a top twenty-five games list, there's a good chance like almost half of the games on this list are there. Like, I mean, definitely yeah. like Super Mario World is my favorite 2D Mario. Uh, Super Metroid is one of my favorite games of all time. Although I think Zero Mission is a better Metroid game. I adore Super Mario RPG. Uh, Super Punch Out's great. Yoshi's Island is great. Super Mario Kart, while dated, is still pretty cool. Um, Street Fighter Two Turbo. It's a solid fighting game. I mean, I mean that's it, like, like it's 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 really good to have a Street Fighter game on this. I think it's important to do it. Um, but I mean, with all the Street Fighter that has been up in my face on the Switch and everything, and all the fighting. Once games, again, though, that game is quintessentially Super NES. Yeah, because absolutely. I remember reading yep. EGM after EGM after EGM, where all they could talk about for about a year was that this game existed on Super NES and not on Genesis. Yep. Going down the so list, like, yeah. Star Fox is amazing. Um, yeah, Link to okay. the Past. We haven't even mentioned Link to the Past. That's amazing. Curvy Superstar is great. Final See, Fantasy Three. Like, we've also got um, the thing with like a Link to the Past and like Super Metroid. Uh, even on the virtual consoles, they've only been released here in like the 50 hertz editions as well. So like PAL regions are finally going to get the 60 hertz versions of these games, which is really good. I was going to say like half of this lineup didn't even come out in Europe, right? Yeah, no Super Mario RPG. <laughs> uh, didn't come out. Uh, Final Fantasy didn't come out. Uh, what else is there that didn't come out? There's probably a few others in there. Did Secret of Mana came out? Uh, I, th- uh, I don't know. I don't that's know. that's. I would say that Secret of Mana is probably. Well, I mean, once again, uh, I'm not going to say the words so that we don't go uh, get distracted again. But outside of a certain game, I think Secret of Mana is probably the the game that I'm most looking forward to because. I so my experience with Secret of Mana is that I played it via an emulator in like mm-hmm. 1999, and I hated it. Eleven-year-old Neil did not like that game at all. Uh, I 
I don't remember why. I don't even really remember my experiences with the game. I just remember hating it. I remember uh, playing the start of the game and stuff, but like I think because if you wanted to say, "Oh, it's like Zelda," then I played it and I was like, eh, it's, "I guess." Uh, it's yeah. Not as good as a Link to the Past, though. I think I, I think I was kind of exp- like I think I wanted more of a turn-based RPG because like mm. that late '90s era was very much my like. Um, you know, hijacking my brother's PS1 to play Final Fantasy 7, uh, you know, downloading an emulator to play Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy 3 and like the translation patch for 5 and stuff. Uh, that was definitely the era where I was way more into turn based RPGs. So I think an action RPG probably pissed me off when I was younger. Uh, but it's directed by, uh, Koichi Ishii, who is the director of Ever Oasis, which is, mm-hmm. I think, one of the best 3DS games ever made. Um, I'm going to get bold with it because I want people to play it. Uh, I completely adore that game. And I have been thinking since uh, I started getting hyped for Ever Oasis. I'm like, you know what? Like, I should give Secret of Mana another shot. And I was actually thinking of like, (laughs) I was actually going to like crack open my Wii U and go back into Wii mode and get the virtual console version there and play through it. Like, but that didn't really seem appealing. But now I'm just going to wait until September and I'm going to play Secret of Mana and try to go back to it maybe i'll wind up like streaming it or something too he should because i think it i think it might be interesting to go back to a game that i just see red when i think about it <laughs> um and trying to be like like analyze what the hell was i thinking when i was little like this game is supposed to be a classic like what's happening there's also the thing like you should maybe try and like get lauren to play with you because like people keep saying that it's way better in like co-op mode than yeah. playing it single player Although that, that, that does suck, you're not going to be able to play uh, three player in this unless yeah. they, they they add in multi tap. I, <laughs> I assume people will probably separately. hack this so that way you can you can play yourself some three player Secret of Mana. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, what else is there? What, um, what we're going to talk about? That's pretty much it, isn't it? Really, for the whole system and. Um, I mean, maybe maybe I should have led with this, but at a recent event in New York City, I got to see one. Um, so that was cool. Uh, I didn't actually, it was not a working unit. It was just like a test, like what the, what the size was and the cord length and everything. Did they happen to have the, um, the European Japanese version as well? Just no, 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 they did not. It was just, it was just the, the American version that everybody loves to shit on. <laughs> I think it looks better. Personally. I have to say, I think it, I've always thought it looked ugly, but I really do love the, um, the, the mini Super NES that they released later on. I love that design. I think I, yeah, yeah I it's hate over the way on that the other side looks. of my room right now. It's weird. It, I mean, it kind of like mimics the top loader a little bit. I guess I don't mean, maybe I don't know. It is fun. Uh, I don't know why they settled on purple either. It is like a strange choice. Like it's the most, it's the most American of all colors. Yeah. <laughs> I've always liked the design of the Super NES. I think I'm in the minority though. Yeah. I mean, I I like pressing that that uh, the eject button. That's a great feeling. Yeah. Um. One of the things I appreciate about that controller that never seems to get um, rec- uh, replicated on like g- like generic uh, copycat controllers uh, is how two of the buttons are are uh, concave and two mm. of the buttons are convex so you can tell mm-hmm. very quickly that. which which of the which of the four which of the two rows you're looking at are they replicating so, that neil as well yes yes um and i mean like the the controllers feel very nice uh they have yeah, five foot long cords that. so that's Good. that's cool 
Um, it's kind of funny because if you look at the images of the Super NES Classic, the front looks like a Super Nintendo with like the controller ports and everything. But yeah. what it is is like you like kind of like uh, you know like pull that away, and then there's the ports to plug in the controllers, which is cool. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, and I tried to figure out. So it's got like um, you know like the the power and reset button function much like they do or like you know the the power clicks into place and the reset just kind of like you flick it once yeah um tried to find out like oh is this gonna like go back to the home menu like the the nes classic and could not get any confirmation on that i would have to think they're going to have a um like a a button combination on the controller this time because that was such a big complaint i think they'll they will do that i think can you does the eject button push no, no, it doesn't. Oh, will not buy. I, I never yeah. mind. Done. It should just have a dummy, a dummy button there that doesn't do anything, but you can push up and down. That would be funny. Yeah, it, just push it to your heart's content. I realized yeah. the other night that it really bothers me that there's a cartridge slot with no cartridge in that thing, and so like the whole time I'm playing, I'm like, this is a lie. Like even, because the I wish the it was NES one was more it was, was it was concealed it yeah like I yeah. wish I wish it was just like like there was a cartridge in there that just said like SNES Classic Stuff or something too. that would work yes but <laughs> no even if it was just <laughs> it'd be cool if it was like an LED screen that showed what you were playing but even if it was just like you know Super <laughs> Nintendo or some generic thing like that but and I'm probably in the minority of people that will bother but it's going to bother and me And it has a time. small number printed on the cartridge label that tells you which which unit you bought out of 10,000. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've still got my uh, my Wii Super Nintendo Classic controller in the box still, so I can touch one right now if I wanted to. Yeah, the cables you're, you're all set. It. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I also really appreciate that they made the cable longer, even though they could have done more with that, but still, 5 is a dramatic improvement to three, I think it was before. Yeah. Maybe dramatic is the wrong word. It is an improvement. I just make them wireless. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess it takes away from the nostalgia, the but I think they like having it sort of like it's an added bonus that you can still use it on the Wii and the Wii U like stuff. I mean, it's not a big deal, but like you can. If yeah, you that's that's becoming that's a, a weird less added bonus for twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. I think the good news is that if you have extension cables for your NES Classic, they should still work here. So, yep. Oh, good. We can and finally I think a sell lot of our those were created. Those. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, everyone's buying one except Andy, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I do. Have I, I won't make a decision until I can. I won't make a decision until I don't have to plan ahead for it. If I yeah. hop on Amazon and I see that they're available, I will very likely buy one. Mm-hmm. If I walk into a Target and I see one, I'll very likely buy one. So but... this time I actually I jumped on the pre-order at the minute that they went live. because Well, they haven't the... made pre-orders over here yet. Yeah, well, yeah, my... here they put pre-orders up for anything. You can pre-order Pokemon on Switch right now if you wanted to. <laughs> Literally, you can. Um, <laughs> you can just pre-order anything. Um, I mean... I pre-ordered the European version. Same. That's <laughs> that's what I did too. Yeah. I I doubt I will keep it, but I It's a good it's a reassuring backup. Yeah. Yeah. No, I as as soon as like once they pop up on Amazon, I've heard one of my friends said that he walked into a Walmart and they let him pre-order one. So, I'm not sure if they're officially taking them yet, but I may have to go try that. 
and see if that works. I mean, I think I like Target had pre-orders and they shouldn't have for the NES Classic. Once again, the word for Nintendo, they're not saying anything specifically about it. Um, but uh, I find it strange that they don't just let them open up like pre-orders in America. Like the the, the NES ones were like a month before, right? That well, they opened them. I think I think a lot of those retailers are waiting for Nintendo to give them numbers on how many they have. But before they, they just start like, selling they them. must have numbers like Nintendo Australia must have given like EB Games and that like uh, a rough number because they've stopped taking pre-orders now but they're hmm. up for like a day and a half um, taking pre-orders so really sh- it's kind of strange I'm excited to check it out but I, I've still never seen an NES classic in person to this it day looks cool I mean come, yeah I'm sure visit. it does we can play it I don't have I, uh, one anymore. I sold sold mine to a guy at work for like the the cost price because I was like, eh, I don't really. It was cool, but I didn't really want to keep it. Um, but I kept the controller, the second controller I bought. We have started to get some of them traded in, just because at this point, uh, you can actually trade one in and make a profit. Assuming you bought it at MSRP, you will make a profit when you trade it in. Yeah. I still would, I still would probably buy an NES Classic given the chance to pay for it MSRP. But yeah, I just that will never happen because there are more people who want them than there are units that that exist, and uh, there are other ways to play these games. So I think it's likely as well that every couple of years, um, Nintendo may make it a Christmas item again. They'll just bring them back for the Christmas months again, like every few years maybe, like bring it out the vault, sort of like how Disney does it. Um, with their movies and stuff. Oh, I hope that's not how Nintendo handles yeah. their classic mm-hmm. games. That would be terrible. I just feel like, I just feel like that would be a licensing nightmare with like Square Enix, who is very protective of their back well, catalog. Maybe the game lineup changes slightly, like depending on. The but rights. I mean, they may they may have written a contract that basically says, "Hey, we're we're allowed to re-release this whenever we want." You know, who knows? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, 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 while I like the idea of them re-releasing this, I am, I'm kind of with John that if, the, if their back catalog is going to be entirely handled by micro consoles and bundles, that means that the back catalog is going to be pretty shallow. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's you're never, not you're the back catalog your, uh, I want. I'll just I'll just buy the actual games at that point. <laughs> never, you're never going to get your Fazana do uh, <laughs> if uh, you're relying on micro consoles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that—that's the kind of thing is that I—I I do think that. I mean that's that's why I love Virtual Console because I see so many things that I would never have played, ever again. Yeah, and the um, ability to just pick and choose like that is, you know, it's still really the best way to do it. I think they should just put the uh-huh. eShop on these classic systems. You know, give you twenty something games to start with, and then you can buy more if you want them. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I've been saying that for a while. What I what I've always wanted from Nintendo for their back catalog is really just a micro console that it, that is virtual console in yeah. and of itself, and it is a sep- and it is separate from their dedicated home console, um, but maybe cross compatible with it so that you can play your games on the go with Switch or something. But I would love them because because I think the 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 implied promise of the virtual console that was never explicitly stated to be fair, but the implied promise was. You're building a library that you get to keep. And because, you know, of the way that games transferred over to Wii U and then some, uh, the games all transferred over, but then you couldn't use any of the Wii U features until they re-released it. And then you had to buy them again. And then 3DS, they came out and you bought them again. Like, 
I always kind of assumed that when I bought a game on Wii, there was at least a pretty, there was at least a fighting chance that I was building a permanent collection. And I think now in June 2017, it's pretty clear that wasn't the case. I will be buying I think The like Legend they, of Zelda over they, and over again. I think if they started again with the Switch, though, it'll be like the ground floor. But like the promise will be that, okay, this time for real, like you buy it once and like, because our architecture probably won't change for a few generations, you're going to be able to keep it for like, forever, like, um, and just transfer it amongst like the new consoles and stuff. I can't see them making that promise at this point, mm. because because making that promise, making that promise, sort of admits that they've been doing it wrong, and I don't think they would ever come out and admit they've been doing it. Well, maybe wrong. Maybe they won't explicitly say it, but like that, maybe what happens, like. I don't know. It's too hard to tell. I, so I'm really. certainly not holding my breath. I at this point, I think the days of them even selling a la carte back catalog games are are over. But I've I've always wanted like a separate mic, like a dedicated platform. But I think the the problem with the idea of a dedicated platform with like a dead with like an attached virtual console shop is that what that implies is that they're putting more resources towards serving up their back catalog, and what yeah. is actually happening is they're putting less resources toward that. It seems so. See, I, I want. I, I mean, for, I want the Switch to be that console because it's it's perfect for it. Whether as like home, yeah, it is. for like home games or like like the GB like Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance games, it is like the perfect virtual console machine. If they would put virtual console games on it, it really would be. Uh, instead, I'm you know playing Super Metroid on my 3DS. Long live the 3DS. I, I just can't. I don't also, know that I can stomach another like drip release schedule at no, this point. Yeah, I wonder if it's also possible that Nintendo will just be like, okay, to we're just going to worry about our own personal back catalog, and then say to third parties, oh, you can just make your own collections and put them out if you want to, or like just put them out like Neo Geo, the Neo yeah. Geo games have been, um, instead of trying to curate uh, multiple companies' IP. Well, I mean, they didn't even try to put out, like, Genesis games on Wii U, so... Well, Sega didn't want to, I think. That's the thing. They they didn't want to do it. I mean, they didn't they pull uh, the the licenses off the Wii Virtual Console as well? Did they? I don't think you can buy Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff. They pulled, like, the certain systems, anymore. I think. I don't. I mean, I think mm-hmm. the Genesis Inter- stuff is still there. But, yeah, they pulled some stuff off of there. Some of it's gone, I think. Hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, the rights have lapsed now, but... Anyway, I think we've spoken long enough and we're sort of starting to go around in circles. So <laughs> thanks, guys, for coming on Connectivity. It's been good to talk to all of you, actually. I mean, I haven't spoken to you, any of you guys like in, in person for quite a while, so it's pretty good. Been fun. I miss you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, tr- I, do, I have tried to get Neil to come on for yeah, a while, no, but I'm like a, just I'm busy man scheduling and, and Neil's, yeah. Neil's a busy guy. Yeah. I'm like spreading out on multiple podcasts. Got a Patreon to run. I got a website to run. Go to patreon.com slash NWR. Support us. Make it, make it so I'm not stressed out. <laughs> There's only so much Neil that can go around. Yeah. Clone me. <laughs> we need a mini Neil. <laughs> maybe maybe we don't need that. We already okay, saw I, I, I didn't really uh, think that through. I didn't imply you'd have a kid or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I was thinking, I was thinking more like super dated to like Austin Powers, but oh, but okay. your your take's probably better. <laughs> we just have to wait fifteen years, uh, also for them to be self aware enough to yeah 
It's totally messed up. You can't get mini Neil until Neil is nostalgic. <laughs> I mean, how long has Neil been around now? It's getting close. Yeah, I mean, website. I was going to say, if, if we're going, like, uh, I mean, I date back to, you know, mid-NES era, so. No, you I just can, mean, you like, your, a, the Neil from the website. You can website. make a super, a super Neil classic. <laughs> I like Neil before he was cool. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Just, but, but I, I mean, I might be really hard to find in stores, so. You'll only be available <laughs> for a couple months. Yeah. And then, then I'll, then I'll be uh, taken out back and killed. <laughs> that's what they do. That's what they did with the NES Classic. Like you can, the NES is actually we're breaking the law by even talking about it because it doesn't exist anymore. I'm <laughs> so mad that they lost the mold to the NES Classics. <laughs> Alrighty. So thanks everybody for listening. Um, you can, if you really want to. I mean, we don't get many of these, but if you really want to, you can email connectivity at connectivity at nintendoworldreport dot com, or you could even just you know send a message on Twitter, which is at connectivity connectivity nwr or you could just throw something something in the talk back and we'll probably mention it if it's like you know meant to be like a question or something so if anyone feels like doing that that'd be really great uh, if not well we'll just keep on trucking along as we have been for a while now so thanks for listening and we'll be back uh soon with another episode bye guys bye, bye. bye.